Pinterest, since Pinterest, which is the fact that, you know, it, it is a viable source to drive traffic to their site and to also get sales because usually they are looking for ideas, inspiration. Welcome to Revelations, the place where we communicate truth to power. I am Cole Johnson, and I am so glad you're able to join us. This next guest has traveled all around the world to do what she does best, be a serial entrepreneur. Ladies and gentlemen, the social media consultant and the CEO of Social Media Bella, Adeola Adekbusi. Adiola is her name, and this is her revelation. Welcome to Revelations, Adiola. Hi, Cole. Thank you so much for having me on the show, and I'm just so excited to be on the show today. Well, I am excited that you're on the show. Uh, I, I love stories like yours where I, I get to hear how someone has carved a niche in a unique way. And that definitely is you. Just looking at you and your story, uh, it just seems as though it, the, the uniqueness doesn't just begin at what you've carved out as a niche. Uh, you, I think you're in Toronto now, but is that where you grew up? No. Okay. Um, well, half up. And actually, as of right now that we are conducting this interview, I'm actually in Colombia, um, Latin Ooh. America. That right now <laughs> but yeah i know like if you do go on my facebook page it says i am in toronto because that's where i'm based but actually i was born and half raised i would say half raised in nigeria mm-hmm. and so in my teen years uh, when i was about 14 my family and i moved to toronto canada and so that's where i pretty much did the rest of my teenage years Mm-hmm. And also adult years as well. And after graduating from university, I I started traveling. So I went to Beijing, Beijing, China. Then uh, and I lived there for about two years. And I was teaching English. And then I went back to Canada. And then last year, I decided to to start traveling again. And so right now I am in Colombia and I've been here for close to one year now. Oh, so we can add traveler to your list. Okay, man, you, uh, sure. <laughs> <laughs> your portfolio just grows by the dip minute. Okay. Wow. Okay. Well, all right. So what, what made your family originally settle to move to Toronto from uh, Nigeria? Yeah. Like, most immigrants, my parents or my father then wanted a change of, of environment for the entire family, for, you know, for myself, my siblings, and also for himself in terms of career improvement, and also for us to be able to get a better education and also a better life as well. And so that was why he decided to, to move the whole, whole family Canada. <laughs> all right, all right. And tell me, uh, how was life in uh, Nigeria for you? Life in Nigeria was pretty cool. And I mean, because then I was quite young, so I had a lot of friends and obviously family members as well, because, you know, our aunties, uncles, cousins, and pretty much everybody lived there. And also, you know, um, 
you will grow up in an environment with people who speak your language, who think, you know, like you do. And, and it was really cool. I mean, like, it was a little bit rough. I mean, growing up in Lagos, Nigeria, and, and also just um, going to school. But as a kid, because as a kid, like, you don't have to worry about a lot of stuff. Just go to school, come back home, do your homework, you know, do your chores. So it was actually quite fun and interesting. You know, what I, I love about uh, our cultures is that no matter how different it may look and seem, and there are probably some differences in, in, in each and every culture, there are a lot of similarities. And I, I love the fact that here you are, you're talking about those similarities of mine, because <laughs> that's how it was for me. I mean, when I grew up and I, you know, I was in the, in the States, you know, you know, make sure that, you know, you go to school, you come home, uh, make sure that uh, <laughs> you, you, you know, you respect your elders and Ooh. you respect, you respect your family at home uh, and that you, you know, that you give an account of yourself to be, uh, good and decent and wholesome. I mean, yeah, I, yeah, I, I love hearing, I love hearing that, uh, although we may come from different cultures, man it is a similarity of humanity that still ties us together. I love that's that a right, lot. That's right. I love that a lot. So you said Colombia. Mm-hmm. So what, uh, what uh, propelled you to move there? Well, actually, I wanted a change of environment and I especially wanted a warm country. Like, I wanted to live in, in a warm country. And I also, like, I've also, I've also been meaning to, to learn Spanish as well because, I mean, it's, it's, it's an important language to know and to be able to, to speak. And so I chose, I chose Colombia and also because it's not too far from Canada as well. So it's, it's only a few hours. I can catch one flight from here to Toronto. So, you know, like it's not too far and, and also it's, it's more affordable to fly here than let's say to fly back to Africa, for example. So I chose, um, I chose Colombia and also because Colombia has a big Afro-Colombian population as well. So it's a place where I can actually like live and also blend in because I'm the kind of person that, you know, like I love to, you know, be in a place where at least I can see other people who look like me. So I choose here. (laughs) Okay. All right. So, all right. So, uh, yeah, I, I, I never, I never studied intently. I never studied the, the, the culture of Colombia or any, any South America, probably until, uh, the, uh, the Olympia that took place in Brazil. And I started to study some of South America a little more. Mm. And, and I always wondered if it was people of our complexion that were there and if they outnumbered people of other complexion in South America. I, and, you know, that, that has always intrigued me. <laughs> that has always intrigued me. So how is your Spanish? It's, uh, <laughs> I mean, like you say that it gets, it gets better day by day. <laughs> so <laughs> I can, I mean, like I can get around, you know, like when I go to a store, I need to ask for direction. And, you know, like when I'm taking a taxi, I can usually hold, you know, a com- conversation with the taxi driver. But let's say something happened, like, and I need to prove my point, argue, I can do that. So I have to keep my mouth shut. And just be like, oh, whatever, right? <laughs> <laughs> okay. So that's that, yeah. <laughs> okay, so you know it well enough to defend yourself. That's good to know. That's yeah. real good to know. Yeah, that that's real good to know. Wow. Writer, blogger, and social media marketer, Adeola Adebuse, joining me on Revelations. Well, you opened the way so beautifully. And now that the way has been opened, 
I believe it's time to take that walk across the bridge to prosperity. lived in Canada, lived in, now you live in South America. Mm-hmm. You seem to have picked up many different interests. One of them happens to be blogging. So what got you into being a blogger? Yeah. So back in 2010, so about nine, nine years ago now that, you know, like after I graduated, graduated from university and I was heading to, to Beijing then uh, to, teach English and also, you know, to learn about the Chinese culture because living in Canada, especially Toronto, you know, you see a lot of Chinese. So I was just curious and I wanted to just go live there and check it out, see what it's all about. And then one of my colleagues then told me like, wow, you should probably have a blog. Like you should start a blog and write about your experiences and stuff. And before that, I mean, I've heard about the word blog before, but I just never actually got into it in terms of reading other people's blogs, writing blogs, you know. I just thought blogs were like, because at least back then, blogs were just, you know, a platform where people would just go write their thoughts and feelings and, you know, rant and just just put together random stuff. So, and then, and then I thought about it, like, oh, okay, well, maybe I will actually start a blog. But and then after about a few months after living in China for a few months, I thought, okay, because, you know, because I was experiencing so many things about, especially being black in China and also being African in China and being a black woman as well in China. So I learned, you know, a lot of things and I thought, okay, I should, pl- I should probably start writing about my experiences and I should have a blog. And so that was when I started blogging and from from there, I learned about other bloggers as well, other blogs, and I connected with other bloggers, and I thought, wow, like, this is actually a huge avenue. And so that, that was pretty much how I got into blogging, and, and, and from then till now, I mean, I've learned so much about blogging in general. Uh, yes, as, as I have noticed, <laughs> it's like you have a lot to teach, and I'm grateful that grateful that you have swam, swam in those waters. Uh, one of the uh, one of the topics in which you have blogged happens to deal with hair. So, why is hair so important to you? Yeah. So again, uh, to go back to my experience living in China as a black woman. And then I, that was when I started growing out my natural hair. And I mean, being black, that, that's enough already. And then being black with this Afro hair <laughs> in China was just like, whoa, like, what is that? Right. So, and, um, and I blogged a little bit then about hair, Afro hair. And so when I came back, when I re- returned from from China back to Canada, I wanted to, you know, um, have another blog. And because I was reading a lot about hair blogs and about hair care back then, I wanted to have my own platform where I would actually show other women with my own hair texture, especially other African women with my own hair texture, how to actually take care of their own hair. And also the fact that, you know, like, you can have the hair texture that you have and still learn how to take care of it. And it's not going to be like a bother or a lot of work. And so that was when I started actually talking about hair and blogging about natural hair. Uh-huh. All right. So which leads me to my next question. What is the main captain? So the main captain has evolved uh, because then when I, when I started it, I was thinking about a name to name the the blog, and so I thought because main, I mean that means hair, and and so captain, that's pretty much you know captain. So yeah, so I came up with the name the main captain because I believe that you know every woman 
should be the captain of their own hair. So you should know, you know, what, you know, like you should know how to take care of your own hair and not make it the job of your hair, hairstylist. Because that's how a lot of women, a lot of black women to be specific, that's why most of us don't even know how to take care of our own natural hair because we've, we've grown up having somebody else be in charge of our hair in terms of, you know, washing it, styling it, and just being in charge of it. And that's why a lot of us do not have healthy hair. You know, in some cases it's broken, it's damaged or, you know, lack of edges because we make our hair to be, you know, the job of our hairstylist and that shouldn't be the case. And so when I started the blog, the natural hair blog a few years back, I decided to name it the main captain because you should be the captain of your own hair. I mean, it's it's okay to you know to have a hairstylist style your hair every once in a while or wash it or just do whatever with it every once in a while. But it should be pretty much your own. You know, you should be in charge of your own hair. But and then after about two years after that, actually, I rebranded the uh, the the whole blog and everything so i actually changed the name um the name of the blog uh, from the main captain to coins and glory uh and and the reason why i chose the name coins and glory is is because i believe that our hair it's our crown and it's our glory as well but because of facebook because i've actually been meaning to change the name of the Facebook page to the name of the new site, but I couldn't do that. So I just left that Facebook page, but I was able to, you know, to change the, um, the, you know, like my Pinterest, Instagram, so on and so forth. But Facebook will not allow me to change the name. So I might maybe eventually need to create a different page uh, for it. Boo, Facebook, boo. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but that is a good name. I, I, I like, well, actually, I like both of them. Main Captain. And when I saw that, I was like, wow, that just pops off. I like that. <laughs> I like that. And yes, and I do believe, uh, I do believe all of our hairs, either gender, it is our crown and glory. But uh, mm-hmm. just dealing with women in particular, yes. Uh, the the amount of time that you all put into, especially black women and even African women, the amount of time you all put into making your hair look the most unique that it ever would with any other culture on the planet. It's admirable. It's admirable how much time you all put into making <laughs> the hair look as gorgeous as it looks. Yeah, we do. <laughs> and it, and, yeah, and it doesn't, and, 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 and it doesn't have to be, uh, I mean, there's so many different styles, uh, but just definitely when it's natural and curly, uh, it, it's just amazing to me how how dynamic it makes a, a an African or a black woman look just when they wear their natural hair. And so, Ooh. yeah, and and yeah. and and when you and, and when you named it Crown and Glory, I was like, okay, that fits. That fits so many women I know. So many. Wow. That 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 is unique. And I really appreciate that. Wow. Okay. So main captain into Crown and Glory. Oh no, sorry, uh coils. It's actually C O I L S Coils and Glory. Oh, coils. Sorry yeah. about that. Coils. That okay. <laughs> yeah, that was my fault. Yeah. No, no, no. My coils. Okay. Coils and glory. <laughs> All right. Sorry about that. Main captain in Coils and Glory. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I noticed that you parlayed that into something else. So how did it parlay into this now SEO-centric content that is blog and earn? Yeah. Wow. <laughs> I can see you've done a lot of uh, research on me. <laughs> Yeah. So, yeah. So like I said, like I've been in the whole blogging world for like almost 10 years now, I would say. And so, and, and during that time, you do learn a lot of things, right? You learn about how to blog, right? 
you learn about traffic, you learn about monetization. You know, I mean, you learn about so many things out of right, well, SEO, and so on and so forth. So uh, last year, I decided to start showing other bloggers, especially new bloggers, how to blog right, and also how to monetize their blog as well, if that's what they are also looking for. So yeah, so from Coins and Glory, I do have Coins and Glory as well, because I mean, I do have, you know, multiple blogs, multiple sites, because I just kind of person I am, like I'm very multi-passionate, but yeah, so I started the whole blog and earn because, and also with my Facebook my own Facebook profile. I have friends all over the world who want to learn pretty much what I'm doing, how to blog, how to blog in general, and not even right now how to monetize, but they just want to learn how to blog. So I decided to create my own platform where I would actually show them how I actually blog and how I, you know, and also how I make some change from blogging as well. Wow, what a resource. <laughs> what a resource uh yeah and, and and as for your researching point i that's what just blew my mind i'm like okay so this is this is more than just a person who does this uh she <laughs> does many other things and she is many other things so i would be remiss if i didn't touch on these other things too so <laughs> uh yeah I, I'm, I'm glad i'm glad that uh i'm glad that you are a resource for others who like you said, who want to monetize what they write and what their passions are. Uh, that's a great, op- that's a great option that a blogger or a blogger to be can have. And yeah, mm-hmm. I, yeah. And I appreciate the fact you putting that out there. Wow. 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 Hmm. So you have, uh, bridged your way to now. Wow. It's, it's amazing. The journey that you've taken. and blogger and social media marketer Adiola Adebusi joins me on Revelations. Well, I've talked about the writer part. I've talked about the blogger part. We're going to go now into Behind the Purpose. And on this Behind the Purpose, we're going to get to the marketer part. What, ma'am, is social media Bella? Yeah, so social media Bella is a platform that I I, I started actually a few years back, but then because I was blogging and also doing a few other things, I decided to put it on hold for a while. But last year, I just you know revamped it. But social media Bella, I. I would actually say it's an extension of my blogging experience, experiences over the years and learning how to use uh, like the different platforms out there, right? Right. Because I have, a, you know, just a few friends, but, you know, just a tiny portion who are against, you, you know, having a Facebook page or just being online in general. And I'm like, like, what is wrong with you? Like you can use it right to your own advantage or you can just, you know, have it, ruin your life or just rule your life and dictate your life so and so having the platform social media bella it's a platform where i show businesses you know could be an enterprise it could be a small business owner it could be a blogger to show them how to actually use the various platforms out there to their advantage in in terms of reaching their ideal customers readers clients and also building a brand awareness online and building, you know, and um, and getting your business out there in general so you can, you know, you can make some money for your your business. Uh, yeah, I see. It's, it's an amazing platform. Uh, it's an amazing platform. Now, what struck my interest is one of the social media platforms that you really don't hear as much anymore as an interesting and a profitable and viable business marketing tool. Mm -hmm. So Pinterest, how is that possible? 
<laughs> yeah, so Pinterest has actually done a lot for me, especially with my blogging career and just having an online business. Because a few years back, you know, like, like I said that I revamped the whole hair blog, you know, from the main captain to Poison Glory. And, and so that was when I started reading about marketing online and so on and so forth. And back then with Facebook, Facebook was actually pretty good in terms of driving traffic, getting followers, you know, this and this and that. And then eventually when it tanked, when they decided to, you know, implement the whole pace to play thing, I thought, okay, like, obviously I need, you know, plan B. And I started actually researching about how to, how to drive traffic, SEO, and so on and so forth. But I noticed that most, I'll pretty much say 99.9% of those articles out there, um, content out there were generated by guys, by men. And those contents, even though, I mean, they were quite thorough, but as a beginner, just learning how to drive traffic, SEO, so on and so forth, it was so overwhelming, I couldn't even figure it out. And, but then when I kept researching, I, I eventually found out about Pinterest. And so I decided to give it a try. Now, at the beginning, I use Pinterest like the same way most, most businesses are using Pinterest because I thought Pinterest was like another platform, you know, like Facebook, Instagram and stuff. So I would just post any image, so on and so forth. And then I noticed like, okay, it's not doing what I thought it's supposed to do. It's not doing what these other bloggers um, are saying that, you know, like it did to their, their blog. And so by other bloggers, I mean, bloggers who are, you know, who blog about anything that relates to ladies. Right? Because like I said, the whole SEO stuff, articles were written by men, but Pinterest was actually made popular by us women, right? Because it makes more sense to us. And and eventually when I started doing a lot more research about Pinterest, I found out, okay, it's actually a search engine. And, and therefore, it doesn't work in the same way as, you know, Facebook or Instagram. So that was when I started just going into it all in. And, and, and then bit by bit, I, I actually started seeing improvements on the traffic to my website. Even though, like, these blog posts that I wrote, I mean, like, a few blog posts I wrote about maybe a year prior or two years prior, but the fact that, you know, I started using Pinterest, to drive traffic to my side, I thought, wow, this is a good mind. And being in the hair niche, being in the natural hair niche, I started doing some research about, about businesses, about black hair brands on Pinterest. And I noticed that most of, of them are not even on Pinterest. And if they are on Pinterest, it's just a, a placeholder, right? To just hold the, the brand name. And they're not even using it or they're not active on it. And, and so, like, I just started reaching out to brands to show them the power of Pinterest and the fact that, you know, you can actually use Pinterest to, to drive traffic to your site and to, to reach your customers and to also make, and to also get more sales as well. You touched on where I thought you were going to go. And, I, and, and the thought I had was the platform of Pinterest seems to gravitate more toward women than men from the standpoint of, the stuff you see. So I said, wow, okay. So this probably would be a good one for women entrepreneurs. Mm, that's okay. okay. I said, okay. So I, I so I, I got that connection. I, I just, mm, I, I, I think the connection that I had, I, that I couldn't link until you just explained it now was how businesses that don't necessarily cater to just women can actually be a viable uh platform to use and, and when you said that you brought it brought traffic to your site it's like oh so you can use it as a you can use it as a secondary search engine that's that was that was interesting to me <laughs> that was interesting to me so why did you select pinterest as your main social media platform to market yeah because pinterest right now 
even though the platform has been around since 2010, so almost 10 years now, but still, it is still not tapped into, especially by businesses, because it, because right now Pinterest has over 250 million uh, people who actually go on, on a platform to use Pinterest. So, and one thing that I've actually found out when I when I'm in discussion with businesses is that, well, okay. So I've actually heard about Pinterest and I do have a Pinterest account, you know, like when I need to, you know, like when I'm going out and I need inspiration for, you know, um, what to wear, makeup, hair, whatever, or, you know, if, if I have an event coming up, then I will, I will use Pinterest for that. But I've actually never thought about using Pinterest for my business. So a lot of people and especially businesses do know about Pinterest, but they don't really see it the same way that content creators see Pinterest, which is, and also the way Pinterest sees Pinterest, which is the fact that, you know, it, it is a viable source to drive traffic to their site and to also get sales because um, when a Pinterest user goes on Pinterest, usually they are looking for ideas, inspiration, and also they are looking for products to buy. And and as a matter of fact, like Pinterest users actually spend 29% more when, when shopping than non-Pinterest users. So meaning that if you have a business on Pinterest and somebody goes on Pinterest to find, you know, to find that product and they do find you on Pinterest, when they land on your website, let's say um, on Shopify or whatever platform you are on, they're usually more likely to spend 29% more than somebody who found your product through Facebook, Instagram, you know, or blog or so on and so forth. So it is, uh, it's a viable source. And so that's why I decided to, you know, to choose Pinterest to specialize in and, you know, and the show brands that this is actually a good mind. And if they, can get into it now that it's still, I mean, it's still easy right now to use Pinterest to, you know, to drive traffic and to also get sales. But eventually as we go on, you know, in the upcoming years, you might get more and more, more difficult, right? So drive traffic. Hmm. Okay. All right. All right. So, all right. Well, let me make this, uh, I guess, selfish and personal for a sec. All right, so I have this show, and I have other shows. Do you think it would be good for uh, people like a podcaster to uh, promote on Pinterest as well? Yeah, so Pinterest also, like, it's it's also not popular amongst podcasters, which I'm not really sure why, because a lot of uh, content creators, like, if you have a blog, like, it's very, very, very popular amongst bloggers, so travel travel bloggers, beauty bloggers. Um, and also if you have, uh, um, I mean like a podcast or YouTube channel or blog that, that deals with how to, you know, like, like anything business, personal development, um, like, and I've seen those kind of content go like do very well on Pinterest. So as a podcaster, you can use Pinterest to drive traffic to your to your podcast, to your website, and it's actually best to have your own website, right? So where you would embed each episode, and so you would just create a pin, a pin, so that's like a graphic image for each podcast, and then and then you would just upload it to Pinterest and put the link to the you know to the podcast episode and and uh, and use the right keywords and then you can start driving traffic to each each episode or to your website in general ah yeah and you touched on another aspect of pinterest it's extremely visual that's the one thing that just stands out to me it's a it's a it's extremely visual medium Mm -hmm. and and but it's it's a different visual medium. It seems more uh, hmm. uh, the medium that I see with Pinterest versus something like Instagram is that it it seems more uh, like you said more in, more informational, 
Uh, and, and it is seems to be more suited for businesses or uh, I guess you could say like stay at home moms because I see a lot of recipes there too. I see a lot of uh, trying to think a lot of recipes. I see a lot of craft stuff too there. I, I see a lot of those things and, and I see other aspects of stuff too. And I've actually seen stuff for guys as well, but I've seen mm-hmm. mostly those things represented in Pinterest and it's, and, and normally the pages I've seen and the pins I've seen, you know, it's like, it's more aspirational, cleaner than, than, than something like, uh, like Instagram. And it, it, it gives you, uh, I, I guess, it, I guess it's, to me, I look at Pinterest as a more of an aspirational type of setting. Mm. Where, whereas with a, a place like Instagram, where you can just, you can have the pictures there. It's, it seems more, mm, I guess, more self-promotional than anything. Uh, at, at least that's my opinion. Uh, <laughs> now that might not be yours, but that's mine. Uh, but yeah, I, I've noticed Pinterest is a clean, uh, clean social media platform, and that mm-hmm. if you it, it, if you construct it right, it can be just pleasing to the eye, and that's another way you can draw traffic to wherever you direct it. That's it. That's it. That's exactly it. Mm-hmm. So uh, shifting gears a little bit. Uh, I think I, I saw something that that you stated that uh, that Instagram features called secret likes. So, for an entrepreneur and and his or her growth or their growth, why are secret likes harmful for their business on Instagram? Yeah. So, yeah, because because as a Canadian, I can see see it already. And I made a post on my Facebook profile about it and the fact that I just do not like it. <laughs> um, because the likes, I mean, for me personally, I think likes are great because it's, because it's a proof, right, to show your followers, okay, so this this kind of content is good. But, but the reason why I'm actually not a fan of the, you know, keeping the whole likes is secret is because... Sometimes when I go on Instagram, right, I'm looking for popular content that people are actually interested in, right? Because that's how you gauge engagement. That's how you gauge what kind of content you share because I also share other people's content as well, right? And if I go on, on, so let's say I do a search on Instagram, you know, based on the hashtag and then it'll pull up if you, um, if you, images or you know or, or it could be based on the pages that I'm following and usually like if I see a post and it has 10,000 likes I'm thinking wow like this 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 kind of um, content you know obviously people resonate with with it and they love it and usually just based on the number of likes because as a as an as a follower, that's pretty much all I can see, right? Just the likes and the comments, that's all I can see. But with your own personal page, you can go and check out the insight and, you know, check out, you know, a few other things like the 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 saves that you got, the shares that you got, the reach, impressions, so on and so forth. But looking out, looking from the outside in, the only way that I can judge an engagement or to see how popular this this content is and if I reshare it or if I repost it on my site, how like is it gonna help my my page? It's just based on the likes. So now with the likes been been secret. <laughs> so usually then now the the only metrics that I can use to, to judge uh, a post will be on the comment, right? So if there's a post, so let's say like I stumbled upon them post that has a lot of comments so let's say 20 comments 30 comments and you know and and you have people tagging their friends or 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 just you know asking questions then then i can go okay so maybe if i share this post on my client's page then it'll help you know drive up the impression drive up the 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 reach and also bring in more more followers and and uh, more clicks so yeah, so for me personally, I'm not a fan of it because I enjoyed what kind of content to repost 
or to reshare based on likes. And, and I mean, as a, a content creator in general, usually like when we are looking for content to create, so let's say I'm thinking of, okay, so what new blog post should I, should I write about, right? Like usually you go online and search posts that are very popular. And usually one way to judge that will be the number of comments, the number of shares that that post is getting, right? But uh, but if those platforms aren't going to show it to you, then it's okay. So how do I know what, what content to write next that's actually going to drive traffic to my site, right? So, but... I mean, but I mean, like, I know eventually, like, there's going to be an app that will show you, right? Like, okay, so this, this post got, you know, 10 likes or you got 20,000 likes, you know, but yeah, but I mean, that's how I feel about it. But at the same time, it's a good idea because I mean, because there are pages out there with bots and so they will just, you know, go around and start liking other people's posts or sometimes people buy likes and, you know, just crazy stuff. So, I mean, like, in that light, it's a good idea. Like, I do think it's a good idea. But at the same time, for me, because I usually judge, okay, so what kind of post should I repost or should I create something similar for my page? And usually the way that I, I'm able to, you know, to decide upon that will be just based on the number of likes. And now it's just going to be based on the number of comments that that post got. Writer, blogger, and social media marketer, Adeola Adebusi, joining me on Revelations. And wow, I mean, the the, the purpose just teams through you. And uh, I loved how you described all of that. And it's that's unique niche, Pinterest. And I have to look, I have to look more into that. Uh, so let's see, we, you have opened the way. You have walked that bridge to prosperity. You have... You have taught to us what is behind the purpose of who you are. Now it is time to bring it all to light. And I caught wind that not only are you having hands in so many different entrepreneurial pursuits, you want to actually hop behind the mic yourself. So talk about uh, the new podcast that's soon to be uh, revealed to the world. <laughs> oh, thanks. Yeah. So I've been, I've actually been, been meaning to have my own podcast show for a few years now, <laughs> but yeah, but just, you know, this month I decided, okay, I'm just going to, lunch and just do it and just go bit by bit so yes the new podcast that i'm planning on launching this month of august 2019 will be about social media marketing so and that's where i will show i will share pretty much all that i've learned in the in the past few years and about how to use the different platforms, right? And and especially as a business owner, so it could be a small business, it could be an enterprise, or even if you are, you know, a blogger and you're looking to make some money online, or you have a full-time job and you do and you do want to make make some money on the side. So and uh, it's it's gonna be the same name as my my other platform, so which is. Social Media Bella uh, podcast, I guess. <laughs> but yeah, so I haven't put together the, the entire detail, but I do know that I'm going to be sharing tips and tricks about how to gain more customers online and, and, and also how to make some money on the side using social media. Mm, okay. Yeah, so yeah, well... It makes sense that you have done you you've done unique content before now. Well, the audio version of unique content, I guess, is 
well, par for the course for you. That's pretty much how you would be. Okay, so you are a writer. You are a vlogger. You are a marketer. Uh, and you are going to be a podcaster. Out of all of those things, what do you enjoy doing most? Um, <laughs> you know what? Because I've actually never hosted my own podcast yet. So, so I'm not really sure how that's going to go, but, but because I love to teach, right? Like I love to teach. I love to share ideas and I love to put, I love to share, you know, pretty much all I know and help people out. So I think I'm going to enjoy the whole podcasting, but out of everything, I think I love to write as well. But the only thing with writing is that it takes a while, you know, like you have to edit the post, come up with the outline. But I think every platform has its own, you know, plus and minuses because with the whole podcasting, I mean, though, I mean, you are just speaking, you still have to go back and cut out any part that, you know, you don't want on the show and then you have to promote it, drive traffic to it and so on and so forth. But but I think I'm going to enjoy podcasting and I'm actually quite excited to, to, to eventually launch it. All right. Good, good, good. So I got to be on the lookout for, well, as for now, Social Media Bella Podcast. Okay. Yeah, sure. Nice, 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 nice. All right. Now I have one more question for you and this basically has to do with you. Now you are, obviously you are a serial entrepreneur and you actually said on this show that you seem to multitask quite well. Uh, what do you do on your downtime? What, what does, what, how does Adiola look like when she just says, ah, I need to take a breath and relax from all the things that I do and all the responsibilities I have? Yeah. So right now, because I am in, uh, well, is it foreign country? I don't know. Yeah, because I am in Colombia. So during my spare time, so in the, the evenings, at weekends, I love to go out to the different events, activities that are going on in the city and and just to explore. And once in a while, like when I do have the time, I love to travel. And by travel, I mean just, you know, it could be within my, you know, the, the same state <laughs> I mean, or within the same country. And uh, and I also love to cook. So sometimes, you know, like when I'm, you know, when I'm working on so many things and I just need to, you know, have a break and just, you know, uh, relax a little bit. Or I do love to cook my own meals and clean because I find that because usually when I'm cooking and cleaning like that, you know, that's when, you know, I get new ideas, I get refreshed, right? So, uh, so to me, I actually see... Uh, just the task of cooking as something that's very soothing, <laughs> soothing for me and relaxing. And in the evenings and sometimes in the mornings as well, I love to go out for walks. So, and usually when I go for walks, I always like to go to different areas in my neighborhood because I mean, like like most people, you know, like when you do live in an area, you just go home, go out, you know, go to work or whatever. And most people don't even explore their own <laughs> area, right? So usually uh, when I go out for walks, I just love to explore different parts uh, that I'm living in, uh, you know, so maybe the north aspect or the south, east, or whatever, and just see what's around me, <laughs> you know, see what's around me, what, what kind of shops are around me, what kind of restaurants, what kind of, you know, businesses, around me and so in case I need to get something I can just walk there to go grab it and come back home yeah it's always good to take part in the simpler things in life it, it's, it, it does give the work you do the proper perspective and I think most of us can take a lesson from you in just doing that and and I agree with you it, it's seemingly when you're in, in those types of activities. That's when 
the creativity seems to be ratcheted up a notch. It's like, oh, this is a good idea. Why didn't I think of this when I was working? Oh, this is a good idea. yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, that's a really good point. We have come to the point of the show where shout out to Daylight Soul. I call this plug tuning. So tell the people where they can find you. Yeah, so they can find me on my website. So that's socialmediabella.com. And they can also find me on Instagram, Pinterest, Facebook. And I do have, uh, I have my own channel as well on youtube right so and it's pretty much the same name so that is social media bella all right well ladies and gentlemen writer blogger pinterest extraordinaire and social media marketer adiola adigbusi thank you so much for your time and uh we are so glad that you came on revelations thank you so much for for having me on the show thank you having conversations with someone like Adeola. You, you get a sense of adventure. You, you see in a person the ability to do whatever he or she wants to do and not let anything be a barrier. Not color, not gender, not geography, not even if you have a language barrier, as evidenced by the fact that she speaks English and she's living in a Spanish-speaking country. The depth of her adventurous ways really spoke to me in a deep, deep, deep way. And it was wonderful for me and my spirit to hear this woman have no inhibitions whatsoever. The word says he shall seduce with flattery those who violate the covenant, but the people who know their God shall stand firm and take action. Obviously, with being a blogger and a vlogger and now a consultant, this woman takes action because whenever an idea pops in her head, there she goes. And now she's going to slide the mic to her mouth and be a podcaster too. And if the other three ventures that she's done have been any indication, it sounds like she's going to be a success at podcasting too. Many thanks to Ariola for her wonderful tips as to how to make Pinterest work for you. And you can check out where you can find her in the show notes. For changing the world one conversation at a time. I'm Cole Johnson, and this has been Revelations. For more on Revelations, go to Pippa, spelled P-I-P-P-A, dot I-O, and all podcast directories. Music by Lakey Inspire.